Good morning, Faith Fellowship. <laughs> it is uh, so good to see you guys and to be back with you uh, this morning. I, uh, if I seem a little frazzled today, it's because my wife's not here and she left yesterday morning, like three in the morning. And that is just the weirdest thing for me. Because normally when she's gone, I'm gone with her, right? And so like we are hardly ever apart. And so I just feel out of sorts, <laughs> you know, that my buddy's not here, but she's online. That sounded really bad. No, yeah. My wife left. Right, yeah. No, I took her to the airport. I think I said that in the airport. Did I say that airport? I did, yeah. Okay. I took her to the airport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Yes, she is at, at, on a work uh, trip and she'll be gone and she'll be in San Diego for the next till Saturday. So see, this what you see what I'm saying? I'm just out of it. Okay. Apart from that, I do have something to share with you this morning in the word. And so if you have your Bible, be turning to Acts chapter 14. So, you know, we're moving into this chapter here and uh, it's already been quite explosive for uh, Acts, and in particular, this part of it, because now we are really talking about transitioning from Israel's hope of the kingdom of heaven to be established to the kingdom of God being established. And so that grip on that kingdom of heaven is loosening. And uh, I mean, like a lot. <laughs> and now there's this kingdom of God that is huge, big, taken off. We're at the beginning stages of this. And so if you remember, just to kind of recap a little bit, if you have your Bible, I know, just turn back one uh, chapter. And I just want to read just to kind of give you, because some of you haven't been with us the entire time. But in those first two verses, it says, now there were in the church that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers as Barnabas and Simeon that was called Niger and Lucius of Cyrene and Maenon which had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch and Saul, as they ministered to the Lord and fast, the Holy Ghost said, separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. And so <clears throat> if you want to go back and listen to, we should have those recordings up of everything that we covered in Acts chapter 13. But you can see that now the Lord has said, okay, it's, time, it's go time, let's do this. And so the separation has taken place and they have been, on the Isle of uh, Cyprus. And that actually didn't go all that bad. It's really once they hit land again, which would be modern day Turkey, that things started to get a little awkward. And if you just kind of go down in Acts chapter 13 of how we get to 14 here, it says in verse 49 of Acts chapter 13, and the word of the Lord was published throughout all the region. But the Jews stirred up the devout and honorable women and the chief men in the city and raised persecution against Paul and Barnabas and expelled them out of their coast. But they shook off the dust of their feet against them and came into Iconium. And the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Ghost. And I love that it is important to note how that ended. Even though they were being expelled, you see what is still taking place, this establishment for those disciples to continue, and just that the Lord will win constantly. Okay, that's important for how this is titled today. And just really the way I want you to be thinking about this chapter we're gonna be looking at 
Okay, so here it is. We are in going on year two of COVID and all the effects that that's had. We can see what's taking place in the Middle East. Things are just getting unhinged. Our economy is in a weird state. We have a different variant of COVID. The effects of that seem to be, you know, having just different impact. We're trying to restart schools again. People are trying to go back to work. Things are still not 2018 level. It's, it's really just 2020 part two. I said that we were just gonna, you know, two years of that. And so how do, how do we avoid this problem from just staying where we're saying, I'm good enough. I think there's something that we have to examine when you're looking at acts and you're looking at an assault constantly, struggle, issues. I have to, you know, go somewhere. I have to flee this, share the gospel. There's victory here. And then there's persecution on this side. What are you going to do with that? How does a person continue to be faithful in the midst of that? I think it is that as far as Paul and Barnabas are concerned, these guys were not settling for good enough. And the thing that I think that we absolutely just need to examine within ourselves is have we done that? Guys, I'm telling you, listen, this is important to me because the one thing that I could very easily do in this role is say, this is enough, Lord, I'm done. So now I'm gonna tell the Lord, I'm just gonna try to maintain this. What am, how am I gonna do that? In the flesh is the only way that that's possible. If the Holy Spirit is to win and have me and lead me and guide me and direct me, it's only going to come from my surrendering to whatever it is that the Lord has in front of me. That's what we see as a continuation into this chapter 14. Our key verses are the, oh, that's small. <laughs> can you can you see that? I know you can. That's yep. If I was sitting back there, my glasses, I would have to. I tried to raise it too. It's that's twenty five. Anyway, see rattle. <laughs> These key verses are really critical, and and as far as I'm concerned, of this chapter, they just define it well. It says this, and when they had preached the gospel to that city and had taught many, they returned again to Lystra and to Iconium and Antioch confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith. Why? And that we must do much tribulation enter into the kingdom of God. Guys, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to scare you off, but I want to be honest with you. That is absolutely the truth. And right now, this day and age is proving that out. We're really having to address something in our heart and just to see this work that the Lord has put in front of me, if it's not easy, am I still going to do it? Despite whatever, people getting sick, people dying, people losing jobs, all of those things are still going to happen, but I'm, I'm telling you, there is still the call on your life to be about the Lord's business, regardless There's an anchor verse that I want you to look at in Romans 12, one, uh, 1. It says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercy of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. 
living sacrifice, you're going to see something very odd happen to Paul in this that the Bible just kind of writes over like it's no big deal. In the grand scheme of things, it's not. And I think I want you to start examining the hardships that you're in as such. You give them the proper attention that they need. You give them the, pro the proper prayer that, that they need. If it causes you to a place of desperation, absolutely, that is, that is the best place for you to be. But I want you to be a class, to be a people that are still about the Lord's business. And let me, let me just say to you, so right now I'm getting all these emails, which is making my heart just leap with joy for LFBI because you guys are following. There's probably, I could count on my hands how many people are not in one of our Bible studies. And right now we are priming ourselves for, you know what? That's good enough. I'm in. I signed up for this. I'm attending this class. I'm in Bible study. Good. All right, Lord, don't ask me to do nothing else. Guys, I'm telling you, he may. And he may use me to do that. Because I'm telling you, he's asking me. I got to know how to answer. Now, I wrote this, and I wanted to write it even smaller, just so you could see what that, <laughs> what that verse doesn't say is what it says on the bottom. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercy of God, that you be acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. You see, I left off living sacrifice and holy. I'm accepted if I'm saved, but is that it? That's the part you got to start asking yourself. Is it good enough, as far as the Lord's concerned, that he just saved me just to save me? Or did he have other plans for me? And listen, don't just look at my role in Goldville. It's obvious that your role and I get to listen to you. Well, perhaps one day of the men that are in here, perhaps one of you will do the same thing that I'm doing somewhere else or maybe here at MBT. Are you wrestling with that? Ladies that are in the Bible studies, are you wrestling with, well, maybe you will be a leader in one of those Bible studies. If you're married, are you prepared to hear your husband say that there's a call on our lives and we're going forward and, and to be in Dallas or Boston or Tampa? Are you ready? I mean, are you ready to disciple? Or is it good enough? Just being where you are. I want to challenge that over the course of the time that we'll be in Acts chapter 14 of just of the things that we're going to see. And I kind of wanted to just add to that anchor verse in John 14, 12. It says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, he shall do also. And this is the part. And greater works than these. That sounds preposterous but the Lord means it. And if I'm actually going to be led by the Holy Spirit, then that is a real possibility. Am I, well, am I ready to discover that? I'm here to tell you I'm challenged by this text. I'm challenged by even just the fact that the Lord is bringing these things up in my mind. And uh, I, I, I have to extend that with you because I love you. Don't settle for where you are.
It's time to grow. Don't stop it. Don't be afraid of it. Just give in. God is doing it. You're moving forward in faith. Continue that. Our context is Paul and Barnabas are now in Iconium after being kicked out of Antioch, Pisidia. That's about 76 miles apart from each other. This would be in what we would know as modern day uh, Turkey. They've had this run in with the Jews that are there. And so just keep that in your mind, because as we go through this chapter, we'll see those individuals travel 76 miles to even further persecute. If we look at our text in Acts 14, 1 through 7, it says this, and it came to pass in Iconium that they went both together into the synagogue of the Jews and so spake that a great multitude, both of the Jews and also the Greeks believed. But the unbelieving Jews stirred up the Gentiles and made their minds evil affected against the brethren. Long time, therefore, abode they speaking boldly in the Lord, which gave testimony unto the word of his grace and granted signs and wonders to be done by their hands. But the multitude of the city was divided and part held with the Jews and part with the apostles. And when there was an assault made both of the Gentiles and also the Jews with the rulers to use them despitefully and to stone them, and they were aware of it and fled into Lystra and Derby, cities of Laconia and unto the region that lieth round about. And there they preach the gospel. And so if you notice, I had kind of highlighted this just throughout. And if in your Bible, say like you like to underline things or write down things, there are, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six. Throughout this whole chapter, six times that it says that they preached or that they spake or speak. So the thing you have to understand is the gospel is like constantly coming out of these guys' mouth. And so I just glanced over that and, and read through that, but you saw that persecution already in the first seven verses has shown up. Again, this is the thing behind just the idea of being just good enough. And so these are going to be our points for today. Don't take the body of Christ for granted. Be faithful no matter what. Proclaim the testimony of Jesus, preach the gospel, and listen for the Holy Spirit's leading. They are simple things to do, and yet these are the things that we fail to do, and I, let me suggest to you this, you must do all of them. They go together. I think a lot of times what we'll do is one or the other, maybe two, not four. And I kind of want to get us away from that. Just because, again, I feel the pump is being primed and, and you guys are in motion. We are in direction. Just your involvement in this class tells me that this class should have been at this spot the whole time. But praise the Lord, this, this is where we are. Okay, so now that you're listening, now that, man, people are coming, they're on Zoom when they are not sick, they're here. Okay, this is not enough. Because remember the thing that I asked in this class is each one reach one. So how are we doing with that? This isn't like some kind of test where you're in trouble, but I'm just, I don't want to let you off the hook. 
I know you had stuff. I know you had things going on in your head. I know you've had trials and tribulation. You had different things or you changed jobs and all, whatever. But have you invited somebody? Somewhere, Bible study, to this class, to church? Have you given the testimony of your salvation and how the Lord saved you? Have you just shared the gospel? Good enough is not enough. Good enough is not enough. And so for the first that we want to look at, did that not? Oh, Lord. Okay. Well, <laughs> just go with me. Let's just go back to that category. Don't take the body of Christ for granted. In 2 Timothy, write that just as you got in your notes. 2 Timothy, verse 10. It says this. Oh, no, that's not the one that I want there. 1 Peter 2.17. That's the one I want right there. This is super simple, but it sets the tone just in terms of where your heart and mind ought to be is honor all men, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. I have a question that I want to ask for you. How much do you value our spiritual commonalities? See, the one thing at Midtown that I always liked is that there's a ton of different types of people here. And so if you ever felt like you were on the outside, you could surely find somebody that would have something that's the same. But listen, over 50% of our population already has something that we should be common in and that we should value greatly. And that's our faith in Jesus Christ. So how important is it to, for you to maintain the relationships that you have with these individuals that are here? Do not miss the fact that at the beginning of this, it says, and it came to pass I come that they went both together into the synagogues. This is not just Paul's bag. It's Barnabas. The work that the Lord has called us to is a thing that we should be going to do. It's not just my job. It's not just Sam's job. It's our job. And in this class in particular, we love each other so much that I definitely feel like if we did things together, like our Bible studies, like being in class together, we get to talk about it, share those things. What will the Lord do? And so in that 1 Peter 2.17, honor all men. Okay, we get that. But there is something carved out that has a period before it and after it that says love the brotherhood. Do you love your brother or sister that is with you? Are you at odds with anybody in this church? Because listen, any fracture in our armor is going to cause some challenge for the work that God has called us to do. If that's not settled between you and that individual, it must be at once. I cannot give a preference to anybody before I first give it to my brother or sister in Christ. The rest of that says, fear God, honor the king. See, these guys were about it together and they had the same commonality. And so they understood what the goal was. We know that this is to the Jew first. So the opportunity and what they were going to do is, hey, let's go and let's make sure 
that these individuals have an opportunity to hear the gospel and whatever they do, they do. What happened? Well, verse one, and it came to pass in Iconium <clears throat> that they both together in the synagogue of the Jews and so spake that a great multitude, both of the Jews and also the Greeks believed, verse two. But the unbelieving Jews stirred up the Gentiles and made their minds evil affected against the brethren. See, what kind of conversations, sidebar conversations need to happen just for an encouragement between the two? They've already seen this before. You know what I love is like an opportunities that I've had on the mission field to be with somebody and, and not just Serene. Obviously, you guys know most of the trips I've been on have been with her. But in particular, one, when we went to India, just those conversations of what had taken place in India. I got a chance, Dan had worked it out to where everybody was in the same, would be in the room separate, you know, with each other. And so I had time with him. I had time with Miles. I had time with Blade. Those conversations are none of your business, but they are sweet. Because sometimes we were looking at something going, I, what do we do here? They need this. How do we get together in prayer? In Malawi, we had the same thing. We need to revamp what we're doing. We see this, that we got a, a, a fight coming our way and we're not really ready for it. So let's gather together. That's what I'm saying about these commonalities. Do you value that enough to just go to Dallas? It doesn't matter whether you have a heart for it or not. Do you love Angela enough to go see her? I cannot because it is, it is during the time that mine is for Tampa. I will go see her. And it's not just because I'm her fellowship leader. I love her. And I want to support the work that she's wanting to see established down there. Do you love Mike Renault, Mark Schaefer, Dan Renault in such a way? Are you even just challenged with whether or not you'd be a part of Vietnam? We don't have to be from the same neighborhood for me to have care for you. We're from a, a new kingdom, a new neighborhood. And it should be valuable for us to be able to face whatever, good or bad, we can do it together because we both have the Lord. If your statement this morning is, I'm at church, that's good enough, I'm, I'm, I'm begging you to change that. Man, I praise God that you're here, but uh, don't be the, the, the last one in and the first one out. Who do you know? Whose hooks are in you? There's, I mean, it's about 500 for me, so I can't go anywhere. Somebody's calling me if I bounce. Praise the Lord. It's not because I'm awesome. It's because the Lord is awesome, and I have all these hooks. Man, I'm, I'm telling you, in order for us to move into that space and place of greatness, it's going to have to come from us just understanding that the spiritual commonalities that we have are enough to get into deep relationship with so that we can do whatever it is that God has called us to do. What are my relationships like at church? Are they surface? Are they deep? Are there people that can hold you accountable? Are there people that you have served with truly, that you know their names? 
I'll just give you a, a task. If you do not know somebody's name in this class, guess what you get to do this year? All the names. Now ask me if I know, I think I got it. <laughs> but I'm just, I'm just saying, I wanna, I wanna have the kind of experiences that Paul and Barnabas are, short of obviously being stoned or running out of, but you know what, listen, when I was in India and that knock on the door came and I had to give my passport up and me and Miles were standing there and I looked at that brother and that look we had on our face and the driver's face and the dude that's asking for the passport, it was like, mm, well, all right, here you go. I'm tired, I'll figure this out tomorrow. Let's go back to sleep. That's a memory I have with him forever, forever, guys. I really cherish that. And so, verse two should not be the thing that sets us off. If we are faithful to obey and do what it is that God has called us to do, then even when it is challenging, we can still continue into that. The Lord has said, greater works, greater works. I'm gone. You're still here. I'm leaving you my Holy Spirit. You got the church and the word. Get after it. The next thing that I kind of wanted to look at is being faithful no matter what. That is where in 2 Timothy 2.10, it says, therefore I endure all things for the elect's sake that they may also obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. I picked that verse on purpose because there's something greater that's happening. It's not just endure for the sake of enduring to show how tough I am. It's so that the gospel goes forward. You understand that? It says, I endure all things for the elect's sake that they may also obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. Be faithful no matter what. So the question on the floor is this, what will it take for you to not show up? Bible study is going to start this week and every week after. What will it take for you to not show up to that? Listen, you got some other commitment or some other thing that you have going on. Man, I get that. But if it's just that uh, headache that shows up on Tuesdays, <laughs> go to Bible study. Somebody there has some ibuprofen. <laughs> just go. As a matter of fact, I bet you this will happen. Once you start opening your mouth, that headache will go away. It is some, I, it's, it's something kind of awesome about that. Stomach hurting. You got to preach you're in some other country. Boy, you really are. The, the idea of the bathroom, you're like, Lord, if I could just hold it till I get home, that'd be great. But that's not how it works in foreign countries, right? You got to go. So the Lord's like, well, I would just freeze that up. Say what you got to say. And then afterwards now, <laughs> maybe a different story. But while you're in it, the Lord will just say, I will, so you can be in the moment. Be in the moment. What will it take for you to not show up to read? in the morning to pray. Maybe the statement you've said is I've made a profession of faith, that's good enough. But here's the bigger question, who is my allegiance to then? Is it to me? Is it to Sam? 
man, I love Sam, but I'm telling you, he would tell me, son, uh, you better be, your allegiance needs to be to Jesus Christ, not to me. Take a look at this. Notice the trouble of verse two does not stop these guys. Verse three, long time, therefore, abode they speak boldly in the Lord. There is opposition. It's mounting. It says a great multitude in verse one. We've already made a threat of what could possibly happen. These guys are like, I don't care because I know what the Lord has called me to do. Can you be faithful no matter what? It is a long time, therefore, both they speaking boldly in the Lord, which gave testimony to the word of his grace and granted signs and wonders to be done by their hands. See, when you are faithful, no matter what, the Lord continues to give you opportunity. This is why I don't want the things that trouble you now to stop you. You have to be here. The word of God is being open and being taught. It is the answers that the Lord is wanting to give you. Have, how many, just show of hands, has come to church at any point in the last, let's say, five years that you've been MBT, and you, there was something, tro I mean, got you losing sleep, and you came and you heard a word from the Lord on Sunday. Okay. Okay. So we know that that works. And I get, like, for the most of you, the idea of being faithful to church is not even a question for you. But maybe the next flag you need to put down is Tuesday night. Because the word of God is open then, too. It's open in Bible study. It's open in Foundations 2 or 3. It's open in LFBI. Guys, listen, if I'm going to grant you the access to LFBI, it's not just so your head will get big. It's so that it will put the puzzles together, all the pieces together in order to make sense of what it is that God is calling you to do. That's what this is about. Nobody cares how much you know if you don't apply it. I'm just telling you. So I, you don't have to impress me with all of your knowledge. That's great. That's apply it. Be faithful no matter what. This is your time to decide. You have decided as a class to be in Bible study. You have decided as a class to get equipped. Do not waste it. No going back. I want it to be said of us in this class that long time, therefore we abode. Despite mounting issues, the threat of our lives are on the line, verse 1 and 2. It is for the Lord to decide when it is that we go. So I don't have to protect myself in that way. Now, I'm not going to be foolish and just jump out this window. That's dumb. But in terms of as it relates to the gospel and where I need to go, who I need to visit, who I need to call, whatever that is, wherever they may be, that I have to go through some kind of treacherous place to get there, so be it. I've been in El Salvador. That, it's not safe. <laughs> There's nothing safe. Of, I, I could not have felt more safe. They will rob you at a, at a stoplight. Am I right, James? 
at a stoplight. People don't roll their windows down because the threat of being robbed. And I was just laughing, talking. I was paying attention, but uh, you know, because I did grow up around here. So I get what that's like. Right? So yeah, I got city eyes, but not so much that it stopped me from going. Had it not been just for the sake that I wanted to see, Lord, I want to see you on the world stage. Guys, I'm not, I'm not sure I'd be a fellowship leader without it. That's, that's what's on the line. And I didn't even know that that was, that was there. Because the next trip that I go on in, in DR, I'm thinking, well, is this the place? Man, I love it. It's great. It feels very familiar. They kind of look like us, but they speak Spanish. This is great. I can just blend in, <laughs> right? Laura's like, no, faith fellowship. I'll tell you about that later. Just enjoy yourself. We'll talk. That's when it ended up happening. Every year, guys, I've been somewhere. And I'm not saying that to brag, but I'm just going to try to prove something out. What are you saying? I've been to Tampa so much, I'm a, I'm a member, <laughs> pretty much like an honorary member of the church. What are you saying, Lord? Continue. Faith fellowship, continue. Okay, just checking. Listen, you know the next one. Proclaim the testimony of Jesus. Preach the gospel. And here it is, Ephesians 6, 18 through 20. Get that one down in your notes for that category. Because it says this, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. And for me, that utterance may be given unto me. Why? That I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in bonds, that therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. And so the question on the floor is this, do you share the gospel? Listen, this is like nursery rhyme easy. And it is the thing we do the least. The least. Guys, we have figured out ways to stop cussing. We don't go there. You know, maybe now you're just down to one drink. You don't smoke anymore, maybe. I mean, just, you know, you just keep boxing yourself into these, well, I'm not doing this. Um, so what? <laughs> so what? If I'm not sharing the gospel, then I'm still useless. Like, I have to do that. So maybe then this is the hard attitude. I pray for opportunities. That's good enough. But you got to open your mouth. Didn't you hear what he said? He's asking for utterance. That he may open his mouth. So how do you look at people? Do you see them as people or as souls? Because you know what? If I see them as people, they may offend me. I may say, you deserve hell a little bit because you just cut me off in traffic. <laughs> you know? This boss, you deserve it. The testimony is fresh on Paul and Barnabas's lips. And the great things that they do and the way that we see these guys almost like they're heroes, they are just individuals that put their toga on one head, I guess, <laughs> at a time, one shoulder, 
and head. I don't know. It's like one of them girl shirts. Y'all shirts are the dumbest. I just don't. Sewn in camisoles. Um, Serene, what is I don't even know how to fold this. <laughs> I just ball it up. <laughs> Arms, head, body. That's simple. It's easy. Why don't you have your shirts like that? But no, you know what I'm saying? Though? I mean, like, these guys are just regular guys. I'm, I'm tired of looking at Paul at the bottom of his feet like he's Jesus. I'm tired of that in my own life. This is why this is bothering me. Because I can easily look at this and go, man, that seems awesome that you're doing that. And the Lord is like, uh, son, do you lack anything? I might have said something is good enough. God forbid that I've said faith fellowship is good enough. And listen, if he stops me, praise the Lord. So if the Lord puts you in the cafe and that's where you're going to be, praise the Lord. That's where you're going to be. He put you there. But if you're going to not attend something, you're not going to be in the word, you're not going to just put off the old man, stop doing things in the flesh to find out, guys, oh, man, you're missing it. Every, there's a role for everybody in this church. But the thing is, is every year we should be wrestling on what is there more that I have to take on instead of just when you see opportunity come up that it's just another thing to do. We're talking about eternity. And the things that we get a chance to invest in, the souls of men have eternal value. If that somehow stops the rate in which I watch Disney Plus, praise the Lord. I can say, as a Marvel nerd, I haven't seen Loki because I don't have time. I want to watch it. I don't have time. Praise the Lord. My time is I'm answering phone calls, emails, going to visit people. And again, it's not, it's not pat me on the back. I'm a nobody from nowhere that the Lord has given opportunity to have an effect for eternity. Who is Paul that he should be granted this opportunity? This guy persecuted Christians for crying out loud. And the Lord just turned that zeal on his head. I don't know. I think it's something that we should explore. We should really just be asking ourselves. That's all I'm really, I just want you to feel the questions in your, in your notes and just over the week, have you said to the Lord in any aspect, this is good enough? That you refuse to move forward because you're comfortable and you're good at it. So I'm done doing anything else because the minute challenge shows up, I'm out. Clearly, I'm not supposed to do that because it's hard. I don't know what I'm doing. No, that's exactly what you're supposed to be doing because that creates desperation. The Lord is not looking for adequate individuals. Who are these guys that they could face their own kinfolk on both sides and go, uh, there's a threat. They're going to stone us. Hey, man. We got to get in that synagogue, see what happens.
Lord's with us. I told you, like, you know, in India, it was so funny. The, the way my heart was beating the next morning, just the way I thought, and then I kind of just settled down. No passport in a foreign land. I never wanted to see the States for a second <laughs> more, more than any other time, right? Just because I'm like, oh, man, this could end poorly. And then there was a part where I was just like, you know what? I'm with my bros. We good. We just going to go through this thing, right? And like I told y'all, it ended up, yeah, we went to the jail, never went in, not behind bars, no handcuffs. And then they take pictures. They also took pictures of our passports and all of our photo IDs. So if we ever step foot in the country again, they know who we are, right? But it ended so light because the Lord is looking for the response out of you in those situations. How are you going to respond when it's difficult? What are you going to do? Man. Long time, therefore, a bold day, speaking boldly in the Lord, which gave testimony to the word of his grace and granted signs and wonders to be done by their hands. Verse four. So like there's the victory, right? But now it's like a roller coaster. It's up and then it's back down. Verse four. But the multitude of the city was divided and part held with the Jews and part with the apostles. And, then, and when there was assault made both of the Gentiles and also the Jews with their rulers to use them despitefully and to stone them. I like how the Bible just throws out and to stone them. Excuse me, excuse me. Uh, let's go back to that stoning thing. What? What? It's one thing to be put in jail, in prison, but we already know this ramped up because remember, one of the other apostles is dead already, James, right? Don't forget, dead. Peter is on the run. <laughs> And so we know these guys know full well that they mean business. They just, they're not just saying that for no reason. And so then here it is, we get all the way to five again. And when they were, uh, and when there was an assault made both of the Gentiles and also the Jews with their rules to use them despitefully and stone them, verse six, they were aware of it and fled into Lystra and Derby, cities of Lyconia, and unto the region that lieth round about. And there they preach the gospel. And so the question on the floor is this then, do you know how to listen? Or do your emotions do most of the talking? It's difficult for you to just actually Trust what the word of God says in the face of the thing that is telling you something contrary to, to the book. I know how that is. It just seems odd. It's decision time, maybe and on devotion time. Before you go to work, you gotta have be decided before you get out of the car. So do you know how to listen? Maybe you get time in a word and you see something, you like it, and it's the, that's going to be your pocket buddy verse, meaning pocket buddy, just to define that. So you have a pocket buddy. Serene gives me these. It's like a little gift or something I can remember her by, and I keep in my pocket all day kind of thing. So when you have a pocket buddy verse, that verse will be with you because sometimes you need to pull it out before you strangle somebody. Pocket buddies are helpful. <laughs> okay, so get a pocket buddy. But then 
You got pocket buddy with you, but still you don't know how to listen. And what happens is, is the way your heart beats and the sweat that grows on your brow, the anger that wells up in you, just because somebody said that thing that triggered that you kind of already fantasized about how you gonna respond if they say this one more time, even though you have the word of God, the question on the floor is, do you know how to listen? Had these individuals tried to be super champs at that time, even though they still gonna take stones on the lips now, just, <laughs> but at least at that time they said, hey, get out of there. They were aware of it. The Holy Spirit will warn of danger. What does the Holy Spirit warn you of that you just completely ignored? You know, the hard one is relationships. When you are a single as an adult, it's, it's hard enough as a teenager, but when you're a single as an adult, that is like your family's giving pressure, society's giving pressure. It just seems like you're a weirdo. So then what you do is you get involved in a relationship that had red flags from jump. From jump. They're not even here. They didn't even darken the doorstep of any of these buildings that we rent our own. But now that's the person you want to be involved in. Man. Listen. Um, if your devotional time is just time so that if somebody does like a, I don't know, did you read today check and you can answer it honestly, but you didn't get nothing. Is it devotion time? It's no time. You just, you did that. What'd you do it for? If you're not taking life's questions to the book, you're not doing it right. That's, it's. Is that the guide that we're going to use or what? John 14, 26, but the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things, not some things, not just the things that you need yesterday that are a day late and a dollar short, all things, everything. Listen, I don't want you to just open your Bible just in Bible study. You know, that person's always a dead giveaway. They're like, man, verse one, I can't really get past verse one. You're like, ah, you just looked at it. <laughs> that is the classic, you just looked at it. <laughs> and listen, praise the Lord. If you have Bible study and you do that, you're only going to do that a few times just because What's going to happen is the Lord is going to start answering your questions. He is going to start giving you insight. And eventually you will be like, there is so, maybe I'm in verse one, but it's because of this, you know. And so, I, see, I, we got to know how to endure, guys. We got to know how to just keep going. We got to know how to just keep, keep the right focus. Because right now, you have nothing. Everything is trying to steal your focus. Everything. Everything. Is it the threat of war? Is it the threat of a pandemic that will send us back home, which you guys know our economy cannot handle? Cannot. It is real. The powers that be above us will make these decisions for us without our input. Because all we're doing is yelling at them anyways, right? 
Like that's what's on the table. So how do you get steady in the middle of that? How do you still see victory in your life in the middle of that? It's by these things. The Lord's not asking you to do anything heroic. Just be faithful. You will get victory. Man, I love how Sam just led us on Tuesday just from a place that really just said, man, if I don't have fruit, that you would be like heartbroken over it. Not just like, well, I tried. Well, I, yeah, I'm praying. Come on, man. It's disrespectful for what happened on the cross. If I have nothing to give my king back. Well, I'm back. You saved me. And listen, with loving arms, he will hug you. And then when that, it'll get a little tighter. You might be there for a while. I just want to hear well done so I can get in and out of that hug quick. <laughs> you know? Hey, well done. Handshake, high five, whatever we're going to do. I don't pound something. I... Cool. Can I go now? <laughs> you know? No, actually, step right here. Everybody from Faith Fellowship, come on. <laughs> no. <laughs> but this is, um, listen. As we go through this, do not miss the ups and downs that are present in our face right here. Stop looking at Paul at the bottom of his feet and look at him eye level and say, how did you do it? His allegiance is to the Lord period. He knows what he's supposed to do. He knows that there is risk involved and he has settled in his mind and heart that, Hey, I'm doing it regardless of what happens. If it costs me my own life, if you don't think I'm, I'm telling you the truth, we will get there. You will see, you will see this guy was going to lay his life on the line. Okay, Lord, whatever. And all I'm asking you to do is to not be upset about all this stuff that is happening right now that, listen, is serious. It is serious. The stuff you're going through is, is incredible. I'm praying for your children. I'm praying for your spouses. I'm praying for your job situations, your own health that is questionable. Every week, there are different combinations of faces and faith fellowship. That troubles me because some of you are still getting sick. And the Lord is still saying, be about the gospel. So I got to tell you, I have to, because my allegiance is to him. It's not even only to your trials. So don't hear me as being dismissive of whatever it is you're going through, but hear me as the leader, as the father of this class, that you would say, okay, I can get behind that. I'm scared to death. Okay, let's pray about it. Let's move forward. Call me. Meet with me. Man, I only take 15, 30 minutes of your time. We'll, we'll talk, I'll counsel, we'll pray. And then you got to do it. I can't do it for you. Sometimes I want to, but I will make a poor Holy Spirit. You got to do it. You have to be here. You have to come on Tuesday. You know you need it. You have to be in Bible study. You know you need that. Stop being so ticked off at every little thing. The Lord Jesus Christ died for us to be sitting next to each other. No issues, no drama. Lay it aside. 
you do not deserve whatever kind of thing you think that somebody's got to respect you. Death and hell. Both. Not just one, both. You have been validated by the Lord. He loves you. He is calling you to his work. And we're going to do it together. Because I love you. And you're in here. And you need the challenge from time to time. And so with that, now it doesn't work. There was one more slide I was going to mention. It's just the, the one. This was the last one. Uh, Rashad, will you go back to the one that had all four for me? I want you to simplify where your heart and mind is this morning. Uh, one, uh, three or four more, I think. Keep going, keep going. And simplify it to the point. Uh, keep going, keep going. Yep. To this. Enough of this. The rest of this chapter is going to be about going from here to here. And everything that that will involve and that we'll see and we'll look at in detail or whether it's surface or detail in both, in both lights, you have questions that you and the Lord have to answer. Ask him. He will tell you where you are. Perhaps the current circumstance you are in is a revelation for you to see where you are. Be honest. Be honest. And listen, I'm not fussing. I just need to talk louder <laughs> for some reason today. Losing my voice. I've been yelling all week at school. My wife is gone and wait for her to get back already. She just left yesterday. It's a long week ahead. Pray for me. I don't like being away from her. I like her. That's why I'm married to her. <laughs> okay? So pray for me. It's going to be a long week, a lot going on. Every day, there's something. Pray. Pray that there, I'm fighting for the joy of the Lord. Right? In the midst of everything that's going on. And so, pray for her. It's not easy for her either. And just pray for the class. We got sicknesses coming back. Different people are dealing with different things. Hey, do me a favor. Get on that phone. Send some texts. Get some calls out. Okay? There are people that need, <clears throat> they, they, they would be very encouraged to hear from you. They need it. The class needs it. In order for us to accomplish whatever, whatever it is that God has in front of us, we got to do it together. Okay? Nobody left behind. So, my invitation to you is this. Ask the hard questions. The likelihood you won't like the answer is super high. It's okay. God loves you. He's just going to be honest with you. It's time to do one of them checks. You need a uh, review from the Lord. 
Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, as we just uh, humbly consider uh, good enough to greatness, Lord, uh, Lord, it is definitely something that weighs heavy on my heart. And I, I pray that, Lord, even the Holy Spirit just had a chance to just transfer that, that we would ask the hard questions of just, are we settling in any way? Because, Lord, when we do that, it affects everything. It's like, uh, like oil. It just gets everywhere. And so, Father, I pray that we would just be a, a, a class of individuals with clean hands before you that are searching out, reaching out to you, Lord, is from a, an honest place. And that we would faithfully consider uh, these things that we looked at, Lord, that we would be about the gospel. We wouldn't take each other for granted. That, Lord, that we'd be faithful no matter what. Lord, that we would listen to the Holy Spirit as it's been teaching on Sundays and Tuesdays and all devotion time and Bible studies and LFBI and D2 and discipleship. Lord, I pray that none of the info that we've been getting from you, all these little love notes, all these warnings, all of this instruction, that we wouldn't just set it aside. Father, help us to purchase well this field that you've given us, whatever that may be. And Lord, I do selfishly ask that I would, I would get a chance to do it with this group. Um, and so, Lord, but your will be done, whatever you desire to do. Lord, have your way with us in our hearts. Keep us together. Lord, be with those that are sick. Lord, I'm asking for full recovery of all those that are sick, not only in this fellowship, but all the others as well. Lord, I pray for children that will mind and behave. I pray for spouses that won't fight against the other spouse that is reaching after you. Lord, bring peace in homes today. Lord, and help us to just keep our focus on you in the midst of all of our troubles. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.